Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 117 of the Red and White Authority. The Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. Whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, it's always nice to cap off your long, hard-working day with an ice-cold Labatt Blue. But we do ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly. In episode 117 of the Red and White Authority, we catch up with a couple of Red Wing prospects from last week's development camp. Seth Barton, a defenseman, and center Joe Valeno. Up first is Seth Seth Barton. Seth had a wonderful year for UMass Lowell, his freshman year in college in 33 games, two goals, eight assists, 10 points, and he was assessed 25 penalty minutes. But when Seth was first drafted by the Red Wings in 2018, he was a trail smoke eater, and that's where our conversation begins with Seth Barton. Uh, Seth, before we get into your last season or your freshman year at, uh, at UMass Lowell, I, I wanted to talk to you specifically about being a smoke eater. Because we've had a debate going on, because Danny DeKaiser was also a smoke eater. What is a smoke eater? Well, thanks for having me, Art. Um, yeah, it goes, it goes a long way back. Um, there's a lot of history in the city of Trail. And... When I, I get so many comments about the Smoke Eater, um, the name, the logo, and everything about it. Um, and I wish I knew more details about the whole story. But as far as I know, um, couldn't tell you how long ago. Um, there was a game held in Trail, and there was a pipe thrown onto the ice. Um, and a player uh, skates over, picks it up, and starts smoking the pipe. And that's where the name Smoke Eater came from. Really? Because um, now, what's the logo? Because the logo looks like two smokestacks. Yeah, yeah. So the city of Trail um, is run on a big, big mill, pretty much. That's the, the one that runs the town. Um, so that is the logo. Um, so yeah, there's different ways that you could look at it, but um, that's the story from what I know. Really? But you know, actually, that's a pretty cool story now that I actually know it because the name. For whatever, it, I mean, it's catchy, right? Yeah. I mean, when you, everyone knows when the smoke eaters are in town, I guess. <laughs> Definitely, whether it's the way we played or whether it was our name. So, so you ever get anybody like talking trash about it or anything, or you know, making derogatory remarks about it being a smoke eater? Surprisingly, no. Surprisingly, no. Not on the ice. That never comes up. Um, it's usually other things. <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't go down that road uh, there, Seth. Um, when the Red Wings drafted you. I can remember they're saying, here's somebody to watch out for. You were rising on everybody's uh, uh, draft board, so to speak. How aware are you of that, you know, that you were a kid that, you know, not that they didn't think well of you, but, you know, they're thinking, well, okay, he needs some seasoning, and then all of a sudden you really start to blossom. Well, I definitely agree with them. Um, I would say that I am a late bloomer. I would say that with time, I'll progressively get better and better. Um, and I think that's what they saw in me. They saw the potential, um, and they saw what I was doing in junior hockey, and they knew um, that I would take my time to develop um, mentally, physically, and just mature with the game. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I would have to agree with them. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking my time. Were you surprised that you went in the third round? Um, there was word throughout um, the weeks beforehand, the combine, um, that it would be anywhere. Um, so I wasn't sure if I was going to get in a call. Uh, on draft day that day, uh, but it was an unbelievable day to get that call from Ken Holland. Um, something I'll never forget. Well, let me ask you because what goes through 
your mind. I mean, because you want to be drafted, and you know, you want you want the next step, or at least have a kind of a path of where where it's going to lead. I mean, so are you anxious? Are you nervous? Do you do you you know do you go out and walk a trail or something? You know? Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited um, to be a part of the Detroit Red Wings organization, um, and with the staff, um, the development team here with Sean Horkoff and Dan Cleary, that puts so much effort into development. Um, it's something I'm, I'm excited about every summer, um, coming here, taking advantage of this week, uh, which I know it's very important. Well, you know, again, Seth Barton's our guest here on the Red and White Authority. I, do, what was the process like? Were you, did you think it would you would be a Red Wing? Did you, you you know obviously you want to call for one of the thirty one teams. I understand that, but are you thinking, wow, well, you know, there's something about Detroit. I made an impression, or how did that whole process go with the Red Wings? Um, um, at the combine, uh, you get the teams that interview you, and you understand that those are the teams that most likely have the most interest in you. Um, I think I had a great interview with Detroit um, at the combine, and I think that's. Um, what might have put me forward uh, into their minds and drafting me. Well, the Red Wings draft you, and you decide to go to college, which is not uncommon. Uh, mm. You had a great freshman year at UMass Lowell. Uh, you, know, you were kind of one of the talks of college hockey. I know that must make you feel good. Why go the college route? Well, like I said, I, I would call myself a late bloomer, so needing those four extra years um, to develop, to mature, um, I just thought it was the smarter route. Um, and with the plan that the Detroit Red Wings have, with the space that they have opening up, um, whether it's I spend another year, another couple of years, um, I know I'm patient and I want to keep getting better, so it's, it's all the time. What have uh, Horkoff and Cleary, what have they told you about your game and how would you describe yourself as a defenseman? Yeah, um, over the past season they've definitely said that I've matured. Um, I know a big part of college hockey is the speed and the strength. Um, so adjusting to that, accumulating to that, and then rising above it, um, those are things that I really tried to work on. Those are things that they pointed out. Um, as, as a two-way defenseman, being able to move the puck up to my forwards, that's what, that's what I uh, look to do every game. Um, and then obviously I love getting in, into the offense, um, pushing the pace up the ice. Um, so th that's where I enjoy my hockey. Um, and just um, being that top four. Um, defenseman that any, every NHL team looks for. Well, you're 6'3", you're listed at 174 pounds. I mean, I, I'm, I'm envious of all you guys. I mean, you're all like in, in great shape, but you're a right-handed shot. That's all we hear about, or here in Detroit for years, is, boy, you need the right-handed shot. You need the right-handed defenseman. How much is, of an advantage is that for you, or is there extra pressure on you because you know that it's kind of like being like O negative blood, you know, everybody wants you, you know, and so what's it, what's, what it's, what's it like for you to be a right-handed shot when you know that, that you're at a premium? Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Um, uh, it's something that uh, I'm not sure if I picked when I was younger, but um, it's come out to work pretty well being a right-handed defenseman. Um, and seeing here at draft, uh, or seeing here at development camp with all the draft picks that they've just made with the right-handed defenseman, you can definitely tell that it's a position that teams are looking for um, and, and a position as a right-handed defenseman that's, that's pretty uh, valuable. A lot of right wings and right-handed shooting people in hockey tend to be left-handed. Are you left-handed? I am right-handed as uh, in everything I do. You're a dominant right-handed. I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to get elaborate <laughs> on that, but uh, <laughs> good for you, Seth. Uh, 
uh, what was college like? What was the transition from being a smoke eater to uh, UMass Lowell? Yeah, um, playing that one year in junior where I wasn't at school. Uh, I was just playing hockey. Right. Um, it was an incredible time, but I knew that I would have to be getting back into that um, school mindset. And I've always enjoyed school. So um, getting into UMass Lowell and um, you know, ticking off those classes that you're working for in a degree, um, I enjoy it. And it's something that you definitely have to balance with the hockey life. Um, but it's fun. How difficult is it balancing books and hockey? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you want to get educated. You said you enjoy learning, and uh, and I'm not knocking anything here. You know, I teach. Everybody has to, you know, chart their own course here. But is it a tough grind where you know, gosh, you know, you got got a big game coming up against you know Union College or something. You know, you're going to hit Jack Adams in the head or something. <laughs> you're 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 looking forward to him or or whomever. You know, you're going up against Quinnipiac and you know right. Petroselli's and Nat and all that kind of stuff. And then yet you know you got like a, I don't know, chem test or something. Yeah. Um, well, the school definitely does a great job. Um, they have their counselors that are so focused on us. Um, so set on us success, our success on the ice as well as in the classroom. Um, so they make it easier on us. Um, but yeah, definitely there's some road trips where um, sitting sit on your phone on the bus back, you're on your laptop working on papers. Um, but that just works to, to the mental part of, of college. Um, yeah. When you look at the uh, at development camp, uh, what's this experience like? What's the experience like of being here at Little Caesars Arena? Well, it's an experience that you definitely have to take advantage of. So many resources here, um, whether it was just like um, us on the ice there with the skating coach, um, Lisa with the nutrition. Um, and it's, it's an experience in the summer that you have to take advantage of um, because there's resources here that you may not get anywhere else. Um, whether it's the staff just asking questions, you just you didn't need to be a sponge. Um, in this week, and that's what I try to do. Well, how you're in competition with these fellows, obviously, but yet you're all want to be Red Wings, and you're all right around the same age. So, is it really kind of a bonding experience? Do you do you walk away from here again? I know there's it's it's competitive environment, but do you walk away having I don't know like 75 new friends or something? Every year, um, that's how it works. You spend almost every minute of the day together, um, whether it's eating lunch on the ice at back of the hotel on the bus. Um, and it's cool because this year there's there's so many Euros, um, so there's that there's that barrier there that you, it's fun to break um, and learn things from them. Um, so it's yeah, it's a week where you make many new friends um, and some that I'll probably have the rest of my life. You know, being from Detroit, for me, Canada, I know where Canada is. You know, I've been going to Canada my whole life, and I don't think there's really much difference between an American and a Canadian. I, I don't know if Canadians like to hear that, but uh, but I, that's just from my perspective. But how different is it? <laughs> well, you want to say something? I mean, yeah, as a Canadian coming down here, I think I think I do hope um, that there's some difference. But um, I'm like what? No, come on. <laughs> I mean, we're we're buying joke, in here, right? I mean, I could be your uncle, <laughs> grandfather, something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but no, yeah, you come here and whether it's Canadian, American, Sweden, like, um, we're all here for one reason and um, that's a cool part. Do you, do you find that, do you, do you bond easier with an American as opposed to a European just because their culture is different? Even though American and Canadian culture is different, I understand that, but you know what I mean. And, and what is the biggest, is it more of a language barrier or is it a cultural thing? Yeah, I think... Um, 
playing junior hockey where you have Americans um, come up and play, um, playing college where it's quite a few Americans. Um, I've kind of always been around um, the Americans. I've never, um, it's never really been a divided um, line that you're an American, you're a Canadian. Um, but yeah, definitely with the Europeans, there's some language barrier there. Um, but we're all here to have fun um, and, and do our job. Have you learned any Swedish or anything? Are you trying to pick up anything? Do you know how to swear in different languages? Let me you know what? That. I actually don't. Um, <laughs> no, come on. Maybe that's a great idea. I'll go, I'll go work on that right now. Well, it's the way the trash talk, right? <laughs> you know, here you come up, you know, you, you, know, you, you, look, you know, you look like a North American, whatever that means, and you, know, you just go up and you just like whisper some Swedish swear words to somebody. I mean, that kind of throw them off, don't you think? Yeah, well, it's conf confusing them, or if they really do get it, um, you might be getting a hack or just a weird glare, but, um, yeah. Uh, I know you said you're a late bloomer. You have really, the last couple of years, since the Red Wings have drafted you, you, you know, and you were ascending, as I said, before they drafted you. What do you hope to accomplish in the next couple of years? Where do you see the next step being for you? Yeah, I definitely want to spend some time in college and work on my game. Um, there's some things that um, Horkoff and Cleary have pointed out. Uh, I want to go back, spend some time, um, pick out my game, uh, and really mature. Because in the next couple of years, I do want to be making that step um, up into the American League and um, in the future play for the Detroit Red Wings. Right. And, you know, and again, you describe yourself as a two-way defenseman, uh, as somebody that, you know, what's really important in today's game especially is that you have to join the rush. I mean, you have to be part of the offense now. I mean, we, we see that all the time. And, uh, but making that first outlet pass is probably maybe the key to success if you really want an NHL team to look at you. And it sounds like you know that and that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, as a defenseman, you have to be able to play under pressure, make those calm plays up to the forwards. Um, because everyone likes to play, uh, pushing the place and pushing the pace and looking to score goals. Um, so yeah, just being able to make those confident plays in your defensive zone um, is a big part of the game now. now. I know you're all about UMass Lowell and you have all the you know UMass Lowell paraphernalia and shirts and all that stuff. But deep down, the smoke eater stuff has to be your favorite stuff. It, it was a year I will never forget. Um, Going there, the community just embraces the team. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll forever be a smoke eater. Really great. Do you have a t-shirt you could give me or something? Or no? I'll, I'll look for something, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure what I'll have, um, but uh, I'll pull something. Even a keychain, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I'll be easy. You know. So that's then all, all kidding aside, best of luck. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in the red and white very, very soon. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, Art like to thank Seth Barton for joining us here on the Red and White Authority. As you can see, he's very, very focused. He's realistic. He knows exactly what he needs to do to become a Red Wing, and uh, hopefully someday Seth Barton will be wearing the red and white of the Detroit Red Wings. Let's turn our attention now to Joe Valeno, no stranger to most Red Wing fans, drafted in the 2018 NHL Draft in the first round, 30th overall. Valeno had an outstanding year uh, for Drummondville in the Quebec League, 42 goals. 62 assists, 104 points in 59 games. And so let's talk to Joe, who uh, is either going to be in Detroit or Grand Rapids next year because he fulfilled his uh, CHL or obligation to Quebec by playing four years in the Canadian Hockey League because he had exceptional status, meaning he played uh, in the queue beginning at 15 years old. So let's catch up with Joe Valeno. Joe, first of all... Uh, 
your season in Drummondville, when you look back on it now, could it have gone any better? I guess winning the Memorial Cup, of course, but when you look at the 104 points, the plus, what, 65 or whatever it was, I mean, you, you really did have a complete year. Yeah, now that I look back on it, I thought it was, I guess, more or less a successful year. Like you mentioned, obviously it would have been nice to to go further, win the Prez Cup and the Memorial Cup. Uh, but you know what, I think I had a pretty good year. Uh, you know, made some new relationships with some of the guys, and I guess that's what you know hockey's about. Also, not just you know what goes on on the ice and what people see on the ice, but what goes on outside the rink. Uh, you know, I had lots of fun with the guys, and you know, made memories that that'll last a lifetime. But uh, you know, there were some games. Looking back at it, uh, some games where um, you know probably could have showed up again a little more. Now that I you know look at it, and I guess every uh, great athlete would say that, but I think. Uh, you know, there were some games where I thought I could have done a lot more, and uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I thought you know my season went pretty well. You know, I I want to ask you this. You're one of our bloggers, so people know from the Q to the D, part of the Taking Flight series, and so I've talked to. I'm going to be open here. I've talked to Joe quite often uh, during the season. You always mention your relationship with your teammates, always with the guys and the guys and the guys. And I know what goes on in the room stays in the room. I understand that. But can you talk about that bond and that relationship? Because I think fans sometimes forget you guys are like brothers, truly. I mean, you spend more time with this team than you probably do your own family. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, we'd spend, uh, you know, I guess, you know, three, four hours uh, at the ring together. We'd go to school together. And, I mean, uh, I guess, you know, whenever someone's down or, you know, whatever, uh, something's going on, there's always, you know, you always have your teammates to rely on you. And I guess that's pretty much, uh, you know, how we how we handled our relationships was, you know, we confront one another and, uh, you know, make sure they were, uh, you know, nothing was on their mind, nothing that uh, would affect our team in any way on the ice. So, um, you know, we had to make sure that all the all the all the outside stuff had to be taken care of and, you know, whatever happened in the room, uh, you know, you'd show up on the ice and, you know, we'd, we'd play for each other. You know, you're, you're all relatively around the same age, so you're all kind of experiencing everything. So is it sometimes a chore or a pain, or is it easy to, for lack of a better term, grow up together? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we start off young. Our careers are, you know, we start at 15, 16. Um, and, I mean, you know, we all grow up together. We're, most of the guys are, are built within that program, within the organization for for numerous years and you know they build up uh, you know chemistry together they build up relationships and friendships and I think that's what juniors is all about you know you you grow up to, you you get drafted together and uh, you know you meet guys that you end up having uh, you know relationships for for the rest of your life and you know that's uh, that's what's pretty cool about juniors when you look at it now I know last year you know drafted 30 a first round draft pick uh, you, you know that I guess that was off your back, so to speak. You know, you were drafted into the league. You're 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 first rounder. You came here. You had a really good camp. Can you talk about maybe even though there's always pressure on you, especially somebody who gets exceptional status at 15, but being a Red Wing, having a good relationship, being good at development camp and in prospects tournament, and also playing some preseason games. Not that it was easier for you, but did you find your mind was at ease because you knew it's just time to play hockey now? Yeah, that's the way I think of it. It's always, um, you know, hockey's a fun game, and, you know, I love the sport with 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 great amount of passion, and um, every time I step on the ice, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I can just do things that, that I enjoy doing, and it just, I guess, sort of comes naturally in a way at this, at this point in time. 
just because you know I've practiced so much, I've trained so much for the, for for this opportunity now. So uh, every time I step on the ice, you know, it just feels like uh, you know it comes naturally, and you know I have such a pleasure, you know, being on the ice with the guys. Was there any moment last year during development camp and then during prospects tournament and training camp where you thought to yourself, wow? I have maybe a, a slight chance maybe to actually make the Red Wings, or did you know that you were going to go back to June? Uh, I mean, did you allow well, yourself to think that far ahead? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's it's always good to think like that, and you know, for you know, in my personality, I like to think, uh, you know, I like to have confidence, and I like to, I guess, kind of predict the few, predict the best, uh, the best outcome. So. Uh, you know, I was there last year thinking of making making the team, but uh, you know, I knew more or less what was you know what what was the main option going to be, and uh, I was going to return to juniors and you know dominate the league and uh, play World Juniors, and uh, you know I accomplished that, which was you know, I was really uh, really proud of, and I guess this year I have a different goal of mine, and uh, you know just straight up making the Red Wings. <laughs> when you look at it. You've developed quite a relationship with Sean Horkoff. Can you talk about the relationship you have with the Red Wings, even though you were in Drummondville playing, and obviously they have a very capable staff too, but uh, that you had developed quite a, a bond here with some of the people in Detroit? Yeah, for sure. I kept in contact with them uh, all year, and uh, Horkoff, Cleary, they were they were the guys who'd come watch me and, and speak to me, so they helped me a lot tremendously uh, in my game. and. Um, you know, to this point, I still I still talk to them. I'm still learning and um, still trying to get every tip uh, tip that they can offer me and and use it on the ice. What uh, what did where has your game developed from last year when people saw you on the ice here in Detroit to what they're going to see now from you? Uh, you know, where where has your game really improved? I think my 200 foot game. I think knowing uh, knowing where to be. Um, you know, when I don't have the puck and. Um, you know, playing the the 200 foot game. Uh, you know, back checking and uh, being more aware and uh, being tougher, uh, tougher in my own zone. And um, I guess those are the, the really, I guess, the big things that I really picked up throughout the year. And when they came and watched me, you know, they really wanted me to focus on, uh, you know, playing, um, playing on the defensive side of the puck and not just, uh, you know, on the offensive side. When uh, you look at it, I know I already said the 104 points, but you know, your plus. I, I think it's. it's for some reason, plus 65 keeps sitting in my head. I, I, and the 200-foot games there, you've done everything the Red Wings could ask you to do. Uh, you know, I'm sure when they sent you down last year back, they said, you got to dominate Drummondville. you got to dominate right. the Q, and you did. You know, you're one of the, you know, the best players. I like what you said. You said, hey, right now my goal is, my goal is to make the team. And, of course, as Steve has said, you know, this is, there's jobs open, I mean, legitimately, I mean, not that you would be disappointed if you go to Grand Rapids, but yeah. how, what would it be if opening night, it'll be in Nashville, but it'll still be opening night if Joe Valeno's a Red Wing? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously it'd be a dream come true, and I guess, you know, that's the only vision and goal in mind is to, you know, to make that opening roster and uh, you know to to prove what I can what I can do and um, you know I want to bring uh, you know I want to make this team better and uh, you know to, to grow up with with all the other young prospects uh, coming in. Yeah, but you're you're a center. I mean you're gonna you're gonna and you know this team needs centers, right? I mean you look at it and you think, boy, if this opportunity 
if I, you know, if I were drafted, maybe Detroit is perfect the way it all worked out for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, it's it was a great spot to land, and um, you know, probably going 30th was probably the um, the most exciting part. And I knew I was coming into a team where um, you know they were looking to rebuild, and a lot of younger players were were coming in. So. I mean, I have the opportunity in front of me, and uh, I guess you know now it's it's what I what I take of it, and um, you know prove prove to them that I'm able to uh, you know to play on the team next year. You know, you were a leader in Drummondville, obviously. What's this development camp been like since you know you're certainly not old, but you're old to development. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's. I think you know development camp's one of the best parts. Uh, you know, you learn so much. You're filled with knowledge and. You know, nutrition. Uh, you know, skills on the ice. You're learning from from the best people, and um, I guess that's what it's all about. You know, you're you're developing your game. You're developing your, your off ice habits, and um, you know, you learn to become a you know a better player and uh, even a better person out of this. What, what do you think you have to in order to make the Red Wings? What will you have to show them? Uh, I guess to uh, to be relentless every night. Uh, you know, practices, games to to always show up and and don't take any days off. Um, you know, focus on my 200-foot game, and um, you know, just pay attention to little details. I know, you know, at the pro level, um, you know, every step, every detail is important, and uh, you know, you get away in juniors with certain things, but I guess in the NHL, you know, you got to make sure everything. You know, you come to the rink, you're focused, and you got to know what to do. You know, Joe, I could talk to you forever because I have over <laughs> the course of the season. But one last question: People want to know this based on your last blog. Have you bought any suits yet? Uh, I bought some shirts, not yet suits, <laughs> but uh, that's the next step, I guess. Yeah, Joe, great talking to you. Thanks, thanks for doing this, and uh, best of luck. All right, thanks, Art. That will conclude episode 117 of the Red and White Authority. I'd like to thank Joe Valeno and Seth Barton for joining us on the Red and White Authority, and thank you very much for listening. Our next podcast will be episode 118, and it will feature the Larkins, Colin. Adam, Dylan, and Ryan. We did it last year from Larkin Hockey School. We did it again this year, but this year we talked to all four gentlemen together. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, What a great group of guys and uh, what good community-minded young men as well. Until we meet again, everyone have a safe and pleasant one. I'm Art Regner. Thanks for tuning in to the Red and White Authority.